The Frederick Playlist Podcast is brought to you in part by Mystery Ton Studios. Looking for a place to record your music? Welcome to Mystery Ton Studios. They are a full-service recording, mixing, and mastering studio located 15 minutes outside of Frederick, Maryland. Owner-engineer Kenny Eaton has years of experience working with musicians around the world and a passion for one thing, helping artists realize their vision. Go to mysterytonstudios.com to learn more and schedule a free tour today. That's M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y-T-O-N studios.com. Your music matters. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome into this episode of the Frederick Playlist Podcast, the first one we've done in a few weeks. And I'm very excited about it because this rarely happens when we get people in. We get somebody in who I've never met and really never talked to literally ever in my life uh, until about two minutes ago. If you guys would like to introduce yourselves... Uh, quickly, we'll start with you, Colleen. I'm Colleen. Uh, I'm the bassist for Sepia. I'm Ryan. I'm the lead singer and sort of guitar player. Sort of I try. I try. Yeah. <laughs> Why sort of? Well, Chris is the Chris. He's not here. He's the the you know our, our guitar player. But mm-hmm. I do my best. <laughs> he does well. He does well. <laughs> do you always do you play guitar on every song? Uh, yeah, about half of them. That's about good. half of them. Yeah. So when you're not playing guitar and you're just the lead singer, do you have a lot of lead singer moves whenever you're on stage? A lot of pelvic thrusting. That's yeah. Good. So uh, takes his shirt off. <laughs> I like to put like like you know scarves on my mic and all that good stuff. You know, <laughs> a lot a foot on the floor monitor at all times. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you guys, I think I had seen on I think it was Facebook maybe you're from Baltimore is your home base. Well, that's where we typically play most um okay. but I, I guess if you were to like centralize us we're all over the place you know i live in you know just over the border of pennsylvania colleen lives in frederick yeah right around uh, the corner you know derek lives in in columbia right around columbia and chris he lives around uh, like around west, uh, westminster oh, okay so where do you rehearse Are we in uh west what's where do you just move it's uh new, it's what is it i can't remember the name of town he used this. to be in Hampstead. he's like right next to Hampstead now okay oh. But yeah, so, we but practice there. He's got a studio in his house. He's always had one. He's he's got everything. Right. So it's always, you always need somebody in a band in the he, band that has a studio. He's and right. savvy, like completely tech savvy. He knows mm-hmm. everything. He knows how you know the computers and the sound and everything. He's really good at it. You said you're right over the border in Pennsylvania. Where is that? Uh, you know, uh, it's Fairfield, Pennsylvania. I always tell it's right where Ski Liberty is, and just past Emmitsburg. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so you now you guys both work, I think, as well, because I. Oh, talk yeah. to Derek about who could come in and who could not come in, but you guys were able to come in, which was great. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to ask what else you guys do. We'll start with you, because you you said you live right around the corner. Yeah, I live around the corner, but I work for UPS okay. in Burtonsville, Maryland. So I work an hour away, but I work nights. So I've I've been up all night. So you're tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little tired. You're tired, right? Yep. I appreciate you being here, hey, a trooper. No that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and and Ryan, I, I work for the government, but uh, oh I, wow! So I, just, I get uh, my schedule's great. Like I get like you know twelve hour days, but it's like every two days I get two days off. It's great. It's oh, like wow. the most amazing schedule I've ever seen. Do you guys have families and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Is it tough to do music and a job and family? You know, it's it can be, but I think we actually have been looking at like this. I, at least I have, where if you look at it this like a like a hobby, like a release, like I need to, I need to go and play music. I need to go hang out with my friends and, and play and record and write. Then it, it becomes a little less of a 
job mm-hmm. to to play music because yeah. it can become a job and and I think we balance it pretty well by m- making sure that we are friends and we enjoy hanging out with each other. I mean, because you always hang out with your friends and you always make time for that. And your hobbies, you make, try to make time for. So, Did, But does your like spouses and things like that uh, get get angry because you're never around, <laughs> you're out gigging or you're working? No, they're they're very supportive. Okay. Um, I know, know that that can be hard sometimes. Yeah, no, very supportive. And, you know, and you're, you know, and I have a daughter and she's very supportive, you know, so it's, you know, it works out well. Is she a musician? Um, she is learning to play the violin. That's it. So we're starting. <laughs> you guys need to write some violin parts then. So. Yeah, that's yes. great. Yeah. That just popped yeah. into my head. That's yeah. yeah, she's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd, I always want to go back to the beginning as well. How, how did this band first come together? Whose idea was it? And, and how long have you been together? Because you have a new album out, from what I understand, which we will review uh, in the coming weeks. But is this your first album? This is our second album. Second album. Yeah. So... If you've been long enough to have two albums, you must have been together pretty long because it's tough to do an album. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, as we are now, we've been together since the four of us since 2008. It's been like nine years. Wow. According to Facebook said, like, I was, you know, yeah, friends yeah. with Chris for nine years. So I'm guessing yeah, probably, I've probably been with the band about eight, eight and a half yeah, years. So that's right. Wow. Um, before that, um, it started in 2003, I think it was, like the end of 2003, beginning of 2004. Um, I was in the Marine Corps, and I was I was in Iraq during OIF. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine, who another Marine that I was with, he uh, he played guitar, and he uh, his wife sent him this beat-up nylon string guitar that was broken in, like, three pieces. We fixed it, put it together, because mm-hmm. I've always liked music, too, and... We just started writing and um, playing music in our downtime when we ever had a chance. And we got back. He was actually friends and, and neighbors with Chris, our current guitar player. And he had the bug, and he just started playing with him and um, then called me and said, hey, I've been playing with this guy. He's really good. Do you want to come and join? So it was the three of us for a few years. We were just mm. doing acoustic gigs and just playing, just getting together to drink beer and covers and things like that no we wrote our own stuff really yeah we've always written our own stuff we've we do a cover occasionally but um we've always done our own stuff and then we had a couple members come and go and uh my friend from the marine corps he left and you know it kind of evolved it just evolved but it's been the same band ever since but um but it's been us the four of us for the longest time so this is this is it so um but our first album we did when was that released 2014 um, yes. Something like that. This so. one's taken us about four years to write and record. Recording was the hardest part, but... Uh, Where did you record? In our home studio for oh, this one. Okay. Uh, the first one, we did it in um, in Baltimore, Orion Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was easy. It seemed easy to me, and it was expensive, but um, it can be expensive. <laughs> and, uh, and it... Um, but this time, we wanted to do something a little bit different, and... We had the capability to record ourselves, and we had time, and we wanted to invest more time and more. It gave us time to be more creative and and do it exactly how we wanted it. To sit on it for a while and go back to it after we listened and and add stuff. And so this one's been a, a lot of fun. It's been a, a lot of learning though for this one too. Yeah. Were, were there songs that didn't make the cut for the album? We have a. Uh, dozens and dozens of songs yeah and we, we really do and for this one we just kind of kind of 
took the ones I think that went well together. Mm-hmm. You know, that um, mm-hmm. there's a couple songs we wrote specifically for the album, and some of them we were like, hey, you know what? This one we wrote, you know, six years ago. You want to throw this in? I think it might work well with the album. And how long or how does the songwriting process go for you guys? Is there a singular person who typically comes in with a guitar riff? Maybe there's a lyric or a harmony. Who usually is kind of leading the way? Usually, usually Ryan kind of Ryan and Chris lead the way for the most part. Okay. Chris might just be playing around, you know, and you'll hear him do a riff, and you're like, "Ooh, I like that," you know. Mm-hmm. Keep going, and then he'll keep going, and then, yeah. you know, and then you know, Brian will start coming up with some lyrics, and and then I'll be like, "Ooh, ooh, I got this," and you know, and mm-hmm. and Derek's always right on, right on, yeah. you know, cue yeah. with the drums, so. Yeah, it just sort of hashes itself out yeah. like it, when, when it's done that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes, I mean, you frequently come in and you're like, oh, I have, you know, I wrote this, and what do you think? Yeah. And, you know, he'll record it and play it for us, and, mm-hmm. and then we'll elaborate on it. And How often do you get together? Well, once a week? Once, once a week, yeah. Once a week. Are you mm-hmm. so, do you, how hard do you find it to keep it up once a week? Are there weeks where you're like, can't do it, schedules are too busy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And there's sometimes, you know, someone doesn't make it or whatever, but we always have something we can do mm-hmm. a lot of times, whether it's, hey, I had this idea for uh, for a song. Let's, you know, you know, Derek's not here. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. Chris, let's you and I try to hash this out, Colleen, see if you got any, any ideas. and mm-hmm. Or, hey, we, we can, we get the song we wanted to record. Let's start doing that. We don't normally need everybody there for it, so we'll yeah. no, start working on that. That's the perks of having a studio. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Let's just start recording, and then boom, there, there you go. Recording has been really important to us. So we, we, we record every practice we have. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really helpful to go back and hear what we, you know, it's. Uh, how many times have you had an idea and you're like, man, like two days later, what was that idea I had? I can't remember. But here yeah. we can just go back and hit play, and we're like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, and that's good too if you miss a week because then you have yeah. that refresher and reminder. Sometimes when you rehearse, you you really hit on things that you love, and then you come back and you forget it. So you guys don't forget because you record. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> um, I want to get to influences, of course. Colleen, we'll start with you as sort of a player and a musician. What, what, how did you first get into music? What, what brought you here? Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> when I was 14, I wanted to play bass and guitar. Um, and I went to high school with Chris. We went graduated from the same you know the same class Mm -hmm. so I've known Chris a long time and he introduced me to his teacher and so I started taking lessons when I was 14 but uh our teacher said you have to pick one you cannot play both Mm -hmm. so I picked bass um you know my early influences were more like glam rock and stuff (laughs) um yeah like Warrant, Firehouse, oh, Trickster, all that stuff. Uh, I haven't heard Firehouse's yeah. name in a long time. Poison, yeah. you know. Um, but I'm more of a you know '90s grunge type of girl, okay. like Nirvana uh, and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. So the That's early why. '90s. So, so that that were there any specific bass players that you liked? Um, well, my my favorite bass player is Billy Sheehan. He's okay. from Mr. Big. Uh-huh. Um, he's he just amazed me because he would do these elaborate bass solos mm-hmm. in concert and it was just amazing do you do elaborate bass solos i in do concert? not i no. do not but every now and then i get to get a little a little one in there <laughs> <laughs> ryan how about you uh so vocally i started in a i was in a choir when i was Ooh. when i was young. yeah when i was young i don't know what it was like a school choir and mm-hmm. i don't i 
can't remember what made me decide to to try it. I and I don't know what made me decide to stay. Maybe the girls maybe helped me stay <laughs> in or something. But uh, I was in it for years and years, and my influences were you know like Nirvana and you know the '90s you know grunge bands and stuff. But um, it, which is strange for you know somebody who isn't a choir but yeah, I, I did learn a lot technically mm-hmm. about music yeah. and 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 about and especially vocals from the choir and um then after the you know, I, after high school I never participated in a choir again but um I was always interested in music I, I tend I started uh, veering towards some more um modern punk bands um mm. uh, I like uh Alkaline Trio is one of my favorites oh really yes yeah. yeah, so, um Get Up Kids yeah. kind of fun to Get Up Kids um yeah and uh recently um uh, the Mensingers is one of my favorite yeah. bands. I really like them. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, like acoustic, I was always attracted to acoustic mm-hmm. music. Uh, anything, to me, it just seems it's sort of raw and and kind of pure to me. I don't know what it is, but I'm always kind of drawn to it. And I, te- I tend to write that way too mm-hmm. when I write music. I just pick up my acoustic guitar and start writing. Would you guys ever do an acoustic album? Uh, so it's kind of that's a kind of a funny story. Yeah. Chris, it's kind of a funny ongoing story. Chris, um, when we played with this original uh, guitar player, we did nothing but acoustic. And mm-hmm. Chris is a, a just a huge electric guitar kind of metal influenced mm-hmm. um, guitar player, and uh, he never said anything. But I always thought he hated playing acoustic. He always mm-hmm. hated it. And uh, when actually when we when our other original guitar player left, and Chris kind of got a chance to put down his acoustic and pick up his electric. I don't think he ever really looked back, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know if we'd ever do an album. We're actually actually playing in a, f- a show in Philly. I can't remember who it's with, but it's an acoustic, okay. uh, live acoustic show we were going to play, but um, which I, I'm, I'm excited about. But I thought I saw that on your website. Uh, is it Gas House Radio? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes. So Philadelphia, is that a place, a city you've got to a bunch as a band playing? Not really. No. We've been up as far as Harrisburg, but... Um, Where have you played in Harrisburg? Oh, you put me oh. on the spot again, the name of that place. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Was it ABC? Was it the Appalachian Brewery? No, no, no. No, it's, it was a... Um, it was a... They had, like, uh, art displays there, yeah, too. It was an art. There's a bar, and they had, they had mm. art on the walls. I uh, can't remember. I feel bad. I can't I remember. If you're yeah. listening, Harrisburg, don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a really cool place. I really liked it. The art was awesome. Well, shows, though, I mean, the topic of shows, they're tough. They're tough to get. They're tough to really do, and especially if you have lives, <laughs> personal lives, to schedule everything around. You know, you're playing weekends most most often. Uh, how, how often do you guys get out? Uh, do you... On average, a year, how many shows do you think you guys do? Uh, before the album, it was it was a lot. We'd have pro- most probably th- I don't know three shows a month, two sh- two or three shows a month, maybe at our peak, maybe. Is yeah. It, you think it was? Yeah, there was there was a time where yeah we were yeah yeah. Um, but once we started recording, um, it just takes up so much of your time. You get oh yeah, especially yeah. when we we only re- you know rehearse one week, mm-hmm. one day a week, and. You know, we get in there and it's either, okay, we have a show coming up. We can either finish recording or we can practice for the show. Mm-hmm. And it was always, you know, we, we got to get this this album done. So we stopped stopped playing out as much and um, really started focusing on the album. And personally, I it, I enjoyed that so much more. It, mm. I, there's so there's such a market, I don't know market's a good word, it's such a, a, the internet's a place for us to put it out instead of playing live yeah. anywhere. And, and especially um, in on the east coast i feel it's it's not a place 
that really um, welcomes original music I mean, in in general. I, mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like if you're a cover band, you're going to be more mm-hmm. successful. Uh, I don't know if that's a, if it's an accurate observation, but it's maybe- t- yeah. I mean, especially around here, you know. Thankfully, Fred. Have you guys played Frederick a little? Yeah. Where a little bit. Where have you played in Frederick? I think the most think recent place we played were uh, Guido's, Guido's Old in Town. Guido's Six Eleven. Yeah. Right? Uh, Six Eleven. Yeah. yeah, we played Six Eleven. That was you, the most uh, recent, I think. You have played Guido's though. Yeah. Yes. How? Who did you play with? Oh. Oh. With a guy named Joe, <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Buck. Buck. <laughs> we played with. I don't know. A guy named Joe Buck. Joe Buck. At Guido's? Yeah. Yes. That was it, just the two? Uh, no, no, no. No, there um, was, I know, there was a girl playing. Oh, do you mean acoustic. where else in Frederick? Uh, or no. you just meant who we played with? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think of other Frederick artists you guys oh, might have played with. Uh, the girl that no, played I ahead, I don't think she. Oh, I think she was from Delaware. Yeah, she was. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But that was my first show with the. Oh really? The band, yeah, Guido's. Eight yeah. years ago. Yeah, I was really cool. nervous. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, I feel like we did play somewhere else though recently. Like I said, we haven't played live in probably about two years. Probably yeah. it's been a really long time. We've just been yeah. doing nothing but recording. Um, we are trying to, I mean, start playing live again. Yeah. And we, which is bad because we're also starting to record again, <laughs> which is going to start <laughs> taking more time. But um, you, what I also have found is it is when we were playing live, I. There was only a handful of places that I could really think of to to play, like the top off the top of my head in Frederick. And now I'm looking around, and there's a it's it's really opening up. It's becoming you know more and more places to play live. And it is. It's in the 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 question of cover bands though comes into play there because there are you know there are certain places where they do the typical ten to two thing, and it's all covers. You know, three sets, and they they know the covers will pack. There there are a few places. Just talking to you now, I know that a lot of people are frustrated with the Frederick music scene uh, because of the lack of places to play original music. But at the same time, when you compare it to other places, it's not as bad as maybe people would think because there are actually, you know, like Guido's Cafe 611, Cafe Nola, uh, those three just come to mind. I know the Blue Side as well. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that place, but they always welcome in original artists all the time. Um, so it, it's tough if it's easier to book, if you have covers, it's much easier to do that. But at the same time, if you don't have covers, there are actually places to play. When you guys play Baltimore, uh, assuming you have, where do you usually play there? Uh, we've played hard rock. We've played, um, auto, auto, bar, auto bar, which is, that's a, that's a big one. Quite a few times. Uh, Ram um, said live. We played, uh, the, the monkey something. Oh, I don't know. No. I can't remember what it's called. At the Auto Bar and at Ramshead, did you open for National Acts? Have you opened for National Acts before? Uh, no, we haven't. No. no. Oh, no. so that's just you guys playing by yourself yeah. or with other bands? With no? other bands. Yeah, there's other bands. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So along those same lines, do you individually, again, uh, we'll, we'll take this one by one, do you have a dream tour? Who would you love to tour with Ooh. the most? Oh, oh there's... Oh. <laughs> uh, so I, I, um, I ju- we just my, the last show I saw was at Autobar. It was Dan Adriano from Alkaline Trio, and um, mm-hmm. it was awesome. It was really cool because Chris sent me this picture afterwards. It was a picture of um, Dan Adriano playing, you know, singing on stage, and then right next to it, a picture of me singing on the same stage. And I was like, oh wow, that's so yeah, neat. That's yeah. so neat. You know, one of my favorite musicians. You know, playing on the same stage as I played on a couple times, and Thanks. so I would, I, you know, I'd love to play with them okay that'd be incredible alkaline trio how about you colleen um 
Yeah, I think I think following alkaline trio would be that would be, be it. pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I I always like to ask this question. Uh, I, I've been in bands my whole life, so I, I have my own stories. You guys have been in this band for almost ten years together. There have to be there has to be at least one horror story um, from this bit. Maybe a really bad show, maybe a, a blow up at a practice, something like that. <laughs> can you can you remember? And then of course after this, I'll, I'll ask some of uh, about some of your favorite memories. But with this, is there was there, was there a disastrous night that you guys could tell us about that really sticks out? We, no, not really. If we not, get you've along, had a great We existence. get along really, <laughs> really it's, well. It's incredible. It's, we're, yeah, we're like a family. Like, we really get along well. There, were, there weren't any shows where you show up and there's only, like, two people there and the power goes out. Oh, and, wait, like, there was? We have had a couple of Yeah, of there was when we played, remember when we played that show in D.C.? And it was really, it was really small, the stage, and we almost couldn't even fit. Oh, and then that one time, that down so you do have stories. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, do. <laughs> we do. We, we start talking about nightmares. Yeah. So stage, no, but so we were playing in DC, and it was this really small stage, and uh, and it, it, there was like a couple of my friends had come, but nobody was really there. And did the power go out there or something? <sighs> something happened. Something was messing up, and then and we were having difficulties playing, and then. My hand cramped up to the point where I couldn't even play. <laughs> so I like, couldn't even play anymore. You gotta hydrate, um, hydrate, hydrate. Yeah. So uh, it was. Uh, I don't, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't the best experience. Yeah, I've had a couple experiences where the power went out. One time, I think somebody shut the power off. They wanted us off stage or something. I don't know what it was. Right. <laughs> it was like really early in our when we were together. Um, I remember one time, if you were to ask Chris, it would probably be hard rock. Um, something happened to his guitar, and he couldn't. It, it oh, just went out, out of tune. tune. That was, hard, right. was, and, that was, and that was at the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, 98 Rock was mm. sponsoring yeah. that show, and it was, he felt terrible. He was he couldn't get his guitar right, and, <sighs> it was, and he he probably noticed it more than anybody else did. But mm-hmm. um, right. <laughs> but now, how about some accomplishments? Like, what what are some of your favorite memories as a band? Anything that really sticks out? Uh, actually, Ramshead. The first time we played Ramshead, that was that was a really cool show to me. That was there was it was packed. And yeah, I just remember, th- you know, being backstage and seeing like who had been on that stage before us, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a cool thing. Um, that was probably like five or six years ago. Yeah, and it was it was just cool because there was you know because it was like a real you know a real big stage, and mm-hmm. they had you know a green room and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't know, you felt you felt kind of important. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I am somebody. I finally made it. You know, maybe even maybe the first time I heard us on the actual radio, that was kind of cool mm-hmm. too. Oh yeah, 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 and doing yeah. Where did you, which radio station? Uh, it was 98 Rock. It was 98 Rock, I think, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you guys have done, I mean, at Ramshead, did you, were you headlining that night? Were you opening for somebody? I think, I think we it were was, headlining. What they would do um, is they would have nights where they would book, like, three local acts, and you would be required to sell X amount of tickets, and if you sold oh, this many tickets, right. you'll get this much money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was oh, yeah. one of those times where I think we had sold like a hundred tickets. Like we had mm. definitely yeah, yeah, we did bring done it. Yeah. 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 We brought a lot. Yeah. Of that people. was an, Oh yeah. I remember that. That was like yeah. an accomplishment. Really. It was, wow, we, yeah. We really did well that night. Yeah. Hmm. But, um, yeah. And then when we went to ocean city and played, that oh, was really yo, cool that was too. cool too. We played live on, on a was it local, ocean 98. Yeah, ocean 98. That was really yeah. cool. And it was, and that's at, um, at secrets. Oh, isn't that a strip club? 
I've I've always heard of secrets. I've never been there. It's but. really cool. It's yeah, really it's a really, really big cool. place. Yeah. And like there it's like a bar restaurant and like right there on the bay and um but on the upper level there's they have a radio station that um that overlooks the entire restaurant, oh, but it's really neat. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I forgot about that show. That was really cool. Yeah, and that was a, that was a full set on on the radio. That's so cool. So that was cool. Well, did you have to do that acoustically? No. No, we no. plugged in. Plugged there. in. That's cool. Uh, I want to get to, however briefly, sort of passions away from music. Um, outside, I only, we've been talking now for a little more than a half hour, and all we've talked about is music. What else in life do you, do, does really really fulfill you guys outside of playing music? Do you have hobbies? Is, is it just all music all the time? Uh, I wouldn't say it's all music all the time. Um, you know, spending a lot of time with family. Okay. Um, no, like cooking, knitting, gardening. I am. A, I'm. Go ahead. I'm a. I'm a jack of all trades, and I love. <laughs> I love figuring stuff out. If something fascinates me, I want to learn how to do it. Uh-huh. And um, what's like, your most recent fasc- fascination? Then? We we were just talking about this in the lobby. Is where um, I've been making. I'm making cider. Ooh. And mead, mm-hmm. so it's uh, making making wines, Ooh. and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's not as, it's not as hard as I thought it'd be. It's it's too easy. <laughs> it's too easy. Making your own alcohol, essentially. yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good hobby. To it's have. a great that's hobby. A yeah, great. it's a good skill to have. Yeah, and it's really delicious. <laughs> it was good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, I took I took a, it was a, a, a ginger cider I took to practice last week. It was about a gallon of it, and I, I hadn't had it yet, and and. And we're sitting there talking, and uh, and Chris was like, "Is there is there alcohol in this? I can't really taste any alcohol." And, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, I think so. This is the first I've tried it, and but it's, I can't really taste it either." And, and a couple minutes later, I'm like, "Hey, uh, do you guys feel anything? I, I'm not feeling. Is, is there any?" And then like a few minutes after that, we're like slumping in our chairs, just slurring and trying to figure out what happened. And it's dangerous. It is. It was dangerous. With. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always. You should have brought some. It's, oh, I know man, it's sorry. very early in the morning, but we could have had a lot of fun. And she needs it. She's been up all hey, night. Hey, so hey, I definitely have a drink <laughs> in the morning. Um, with this new album out, what's sort of the plan? I know you had mentioned you were going to record again uh, soon, or you hope to, or you want to. But uh, what what's sort of the plan? We'll say for the next six months or so. Do you guys have? A, I think I had seen videos that you guys have done before official music videos. Yeah, we did one official music video, and um, it's another DIY kind of effort. Um, and again, I was kind of curious as to how the record, you know, the, the editing process would work. So I got some video editing software, <laughs> and we just kind of did it ourselves, recorded ourselves, and. You know, got some royalty-free clips Ooh. online, and <laughs> and ma- I think made it work. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of biased. What's the for the which song? For Marionette. For yeah, Marionette, it's on YouTube. That's what, um, that's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You saw it? Yeah, I watched that. What did you think? Like, yeah, I'm, it, I'm it was good. Director. I thought it was professional. <laughs> yeah, that was like, and and music videos are are good tools to have. Uh, which segues into something. I, I don't want to get too far away from what you guys have planned next. We'll get back to that in a second. But I always love to talk about sort of the way music and the music industry has evolved, especially you guys are talking about getting into it in the early 90s when grunge was still going on. And you could be you could be a rock star. It was easy to sell a million records, relatively easy for, for people to sell a million records and make millions of dollars. Now it's much harder 
Uh, do you guys remember? I'm sure you remember those days, right? When oh, yeah, yeah. Tower Records and, and all of that, you, you wanted to go buy CDs as much as possible. Now people don't buy CDs. Right. Yeah. So this is something we've been talking about a lot because, and I'm sure every generation must go through this, like every generation oh, yeah. of musicians. I mean, because, you know, there's new technology and new, you know, new styles of music that come out. And, you know, we're still, for this album, our last album we did, uh, how many was like five or 600 CDs? Yeah, 600. Mm. And I think we sold most of them. We got rid of most of them, didn't we? Oh, no. No? <laughs> oh, no, I have a box at how my many? house. I want some. I got rid of all mine. You're not oh, doing Yeah, I have a box. I think Derek has one, too. Anyway, we did. We got rid of <laughs> what I thought was a lot. Thanks I mean, a lot, Colleen. Now, now, now we look. We d- I mean, it's not a full box. It's not full by any means. But. Well, anyway, so uh, we did CDs, and um, and this time we're like, okay, so CDs again, and we're like, well, no, how are people getting music? And I know I, I haven't bought a CD in ever. I mean, yeah. since you know. Well, I still do. I do too. I like the you I like the physical old. CD. And it is nice to have, and I, I will admit that it's nice to have. And sometimes I, I will, if I download music, I'll put it on a CD just to have it in my hands, you know, just to mm-hmm. have it. Um, I think for the most part, people, it's so convenient to download it and put it on your phone or put it wherever yeah. you listen to music. And so that's what, where we went with this one is all download. And I think we still want some hard copies to hand out because mm-hmm. there are people who, who still who still want them. Yep. And um, how about the idea of a record label? Like, does that still entice you? Because they're not as important as they once were. You could go sell your own yeah. music. Um, I mean, honestly, it that was my dream. Um, aside <laughs> from being in a band, I wanted to own my own record label. So oh, you want to own a record? label? Yeah, I don't see why we couldn't just start, yeah, just start our a, own. Start a record label. Yeah. yeah. Why don't I mean, you? Why That's not? Good put out your right. own music. That's interesting. You could do your solo acoustic project. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> it would we be can have a choir <laughs> to a choir section. Sure. Do you, like 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't important to have an Instagram account. It wasn't important to have a Facebook account even. No. Or even 20 years ago, you didn't have to have a website. You really All you wanted to do was get on radio, terrestrial radio. And, and tour. And tour. Right. And yeah. that was it. So do you think it's harder now or do you think it's better now than, we'll say, 20 years ago? To make headway in the music. I season. think it might be easier, but more competitive. Okay. As opposed to, like, you had to actually put in the legwork 20, 30 years ago and mm-hmm. get out and tour and figure out how to record and figure out how to distribute it and all that stuff. And, and um, but it might not have been competitive because it wasn't, it was harder to do, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing. Yeah. We've been asking questions like this recently. We, we recently had a discussion about what indie music is. And yeah. And it's all indie I'm, music anymore. I'm not. Sh- yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. We uh, but we were um, featured on an indie blog on an indie uh, mm-hmm. was it a blog? Yeah, blog. Mm-hmm. It was a just a, 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 a review, mm-hmm. and uh, we were compared to a couple other indie bands. And I went and listened to them. And they were good. They were really decent. They were mostly acoustic based, mm-hmm. and um, we were compared to them. And um, and they, um, don't get me wrong, they were really good, but it, I didn't. He he said that we weren't up to par, or not quite up to par. It wasn't up to par. It was where does this style of music, our style, you know, the sepia's mm-hmm. style of music, fit in in the indie world? Mm. And comparing us to the other ones, it, it, you know, we didn't sound like them. They mm-hmm. sounded more acoustic-driven, folksy kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and uh, he, you know, we're compared to a grunge or alternative style or '90s style. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and his question was. Does this music have a place in 2018? Does mm. does alternative rock have a place in 2018? And w- 
that was when he started really questioning, like, well, what is indie music? And I thought we were we were doing this all by ourselves. I thought that was what you know, by definition, yeah. what independent was. And um, but apparently, it's more of a style. I don't I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, but that's really a good question though too. The the whole grunge alternative rock uh, genre in 2018. Are do you even do you hear bands like you a lot anymore? I don't know. I, I like uh, maybe yeah yeah sure. I think you guys are like doing your own thing. That's <laughs> like, what I that's what I thought. Yeah. We just kind of like I don't think we ever really have a goal to sound like anything. Everyone always yeah. sound, says you know what do you sound like? Who do you who? And I don't know what to tell them. Yeah. What we do is like you know Colleen talked about our, our writing process. Is mm-hmm. I'll come in with acoustic guitar or maybe I wrote it on electric guitar, whatever it was, I'll come in and say, hey, this is my idea. And whatever my idea is in the beginning is not what it is after everybody else gets their hands on it. We mm-hmm. all have our own spin on it and our, our way of putting our own touch on it, which is a beautiful thing. I, I think mm-hmm. it's awesome. Like I won't recognize the song from when I started with it, and I think that's great. And um, I've never really thought that all of us together – created an alternative alternative sound you mm-hmm. know which is kind of what we are if that makes sense yeah i mean i definitely i mean i i know people think that we say you know they're like oh you sound like you know <coughs> you know like you sound like the goo goo dolls or you sound like this or you know like yeah. different they'll say different mm-hmm. bands and yeah it's all usually 90s genre but mm-hmm. you know but i just feel like yeah we're i think we're that's like that might be a fault i hate to say this uh Maybe a fault of the listener, too. And I am a listener as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was talking to some people who heard our album and were like, uh, um, you know, one guy, for example, and I probably, I don't know if, so I'm, I'm talking to him and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I don't like it. And, I, and I'm like, well, well okay, so what, what didn't you like? It was the uh, the guitars or what did you, or was it off, you know, mm-hmm. off key or what, what, what was it about it? And he's like, no, I just didn't like that music. And I'm like, oh, so it's just not your cup of tea. And he's like, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't like, and I was like, so you hated it because it just wasn't your style of music that you're into. Mm -hmm. And he's, and I was like, well, what are you into? And he's like, well, you know, I'm into more like the ACDC kind of thing. And I'm like, well, you know, not every band is ACDC. And I was like, so, you know, there's other music out there. There's country music, there's, there's, there's R&B, there's, so, Mm -hmm. so I don't get that. I think people get pigeonholed into what they like and, 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 um, and when they hear something, they can't help but to compare it. Well, you certainly find now the whole idea of openness is 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 gone out the window. The the idea of the quote unquote music lover thirty forty years ago, somebody who just collected records and liked music no matter the genre, no matter what they had, that is getting that's getting further and further away because people can program their lives essentially. And if somebody likes only ACDC, well, they can go find five other, five other bands who kind of sound like ACDC yeah. and only listen to that. There was a time when like music lovers were just music lovers. Yeah. So everybody yeah. wasn't so polarizing and, and so sort of opinionated. And now everybody's got an opinion and nobody likes anything. So yeah. it's really hard to write music and have it accepted. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but as I said, that was a quick detour back to, to the next six months and how you guys plan to uh, promote this album. You have a show booked in Philadelphia. You have anything else coming up? Not uh, as far not as shows. Not yet. Not really. Um, we're doing a lot of a lot of promoting. Um, you know, we've we were just on um, uh, uh, Frederick Land podcast. Um, yeah. Dewey yeah. with Frederick Land mm-hmm. podcast. Um, we've been do- doing a lot of that stuff. Um, interviews and and you know we're doing a couple of live shows to, just to promote the album but um but otherwise we probably should pick up our instruments again and see if we remember how to play them and 
but no, I mean, by together, I mean, we're, but right. otherwise, we started recording um, mm-hmm. a new, a new song, and cool. we've got four others um, that we are ready to record. I think, okay. and um, and yeah, that's about it that I can think of. Yeah, okay. I mean, I definitely want to book some shows and you know play yeah. out a little bit. There's some new, you know, new venue or two I'd like to check out. And <laughs> Anyone you'd like to name? Um, there, it's a there. I I'm can't remember the full name of of the tattoo shop but it's in gaithersburg and okay. they have um they have a stage there oh cool yeah so cool. so it, it looks pretty cool in the tattoo so shop they have a stage they have a, ta- they have a stage in the tattoo shop mm-hmm. yeah what does sepia mean how did you guys come up with that uh like i said we, this is the band that it's been since the beginning and mm-hmm. we were coming trying to come up with a name and we just did acoustic style music mm-hmm. and i don't know why but like what we played at the time just reminded me of like a sepia tone kind of like okay. a like kind of a look to me. I don't okay. know I don't know why, but that just popped into my head that that it that's what it reminded me of. And I thought it, it might have some been, deep dark meaning. I wish it did. <laughs> I wish it did. Yeah, I could have made something up. But yeah. Uh, so uh, we always end the podcast by um, listening to a song, which which I'll, um, he already emailed over. We'll, we'll edit that in later. Um, but do you guys know what he emailed over? Uh, yeah, change for you, I think. Yes, yeah. you did. So I wanted to ask uh, if you could tell us about the song and what went into the song, what it, what it's about. Um, so when I write music, sometimes it's about me. Sometimes it's not about me. Sometimes I just like to write a story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like empathize with the situation and write around, um, you know, maybe a story I heard of a friend or, or, or mm-hmm. of like, Hey, what if this happened to me? What if, what if, can I put myself in those shoes? And the lyrics are, are based off of a fictitious okay. scenario that, um, of probably an amalgamation of a few different people's lives. Okay. So it's not, it's not your story. I thought it's not my story. Okay. No. We'll, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um, also before we go, I, I want to give you the chance to tell everybody how to find you. How do people, uh, what's your website, Facebook, all the social media accounts. Yeah. Can. We're on, uh, our, our website is sepiaband.com. Um, our YouTube is sepia band. If you just go on YouTube okay. and, uh, our Facebook is, Sepia band, I think also. Sepia band. Okay, no Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. No, we're old. Snapchat. We should probably get on those. No, we don't Twitter. (laughs) No tweeting. Um, Okay, see that that wasn't too bad, was it? Hopefully, we do better than Frederick Land. That's all. That's all I. (laughs) That's all I aim to do. But uh, Colleen Ryan, thank you guys so much, especially you for for not even sleeping. If I had known that, I would have brought you coffee or something oh it's totally fine (laughs) really appreciate you guys coming back maybe next time we'll have the full band in and that'll be good that'd be awesome yeah we'll do an acoustic song too oh totally yeah Yeah. i'll I'll make chris do it all right thanks guys all right thanks thanks